If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to episode 280 of Unlocked. It's the world's number one Xbox show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I've got Destin Legary on my right. right, Maggie the Boxer in mm-hmm. my lap, Alana Pierce to my left, and to my far left, Marty Sleva. Good to see all you guys. The, the in my la- left? No, the, the, the in my lap <laughs> thing just made me laugh because what if it was like Destiny? <laughs> Well, wait till next week's show. It's, it's, a, rotating, it's a rotating laugh. It's a rotating fifth laugh. Uh, so coming up on this week's show, we've got uh, some more Scorpio stuff to talk about, some some rumorage breaking about these sort of some specs about the machine, as well as the reactions to that. And uh, Phil Spencer talking a little bit about Scorpio this week, as well as Prey getting a release date, which is going to be very interesting to discuss. And what else? Ah, Play Dead, makers of Inside My Vote for Game of the Year 2016, getting their teasing their next project already. So all that and more coming up right now, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not watching the video episode on our YouTube, which is, what's our YouTube link again? YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked. Thank you. Uh, you might want to take a quick peek because there is a special silent guest who's... <laughs> Sitting right here. That is Maggie the Buff. She's we like, what lying. are we doing? Why are we here? She's a really chill dog. Yeah. Yes. Zero I, zero hot boxes this time. I hope so. <laughs> I particularly like her grace double. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 10 now, which is getting up there in boxer years. Chill but dogs are so sweet. I wanted to bring her because, uh, well, not for everybody, but for you also. Because, so two days ago was Maggie's second surgery. Mm-hmm. Her mouth full of problems that all stemmed from that crazy near-death experience that I talked about last year with the vomiting blood and blood everywhere and the 1 a.m. emergency room visit. Well, the good news is thanks to uh, you setting up that GoFundMe, Alana, and thanks to everybody who was so kind to to donate her, uh, I think it ended up being like seven-something thousand dollars worth of dental surgeries are done. And she is, uh, she, she has many, many, many fewer teeth yeah. now, but she has enough. Uh, there, I'm not gonna reach in and, cause it's all still stitched up and I think so she's this, still This was all in the interest of removing the lesion under her tongue that was basically causing her to just bleed tons, right? That was kind of, that was the genesis of it, which led to, oh, it turns out x-rays reveal uh, which I, I know I told the story of what a few shows secret ago, teeth. but yeah, it's, <laughs> there were secret teeth. There were, uh, 
90 degree total wrong angle molars. Mm. There was a, there were, a, there were molars that never broke the surface that were causing problems with other good teeth. There were broken teeth down in the lower front that were just like basically floating infected roots of, of terribleness. So it was a, a just utter disaster in there. Uh, and I'm now just so grateful, thanks to everybody's support, that she has a good, healthy mouth again. I mean, she, you know, yeah, she's got a lot fewer teeth, but she's got enough to, <laughs> she'll live normally. She'll be fine. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, she's such a sweet dog. And yeah, she's, she's incredible. So I thought I would, glad we could help out. I would bring her and, uh, show everybody what their, what their generosity looks like. Cause it <laughs> looks like six, looks like a pounds. very excited Maggie. <laughs> so yes, I just cannot, cannot thank you and everybody else enough. I'm Maggie. It's, uh, it is good to have, a healthy Maggie again. It's nice to have her here, but hopefully she doesn't fart this time. So, so uh, to, I will say I don't know if it's the dental stuff specifically or or medication, but I have noticed a distinct change for the better in that department. Okay, like I was really worried you'd be like, man, no, she no, just no. keeps farting. Like you can, you can, you know, you can hear things from time to time, yeah. but you don't really smell things anymore. Okay, no, that's if, you go the, if you go to the dentist, fart less. Cool. I should yeah. prove it back. Uh, do you want to be? Do you not want to be sitting stuck in my lap? Do you want to be on the ground? You do, don't you? You want to run around with all those for the audio version? He was like, uh, right, saying right, that Dustin. Yeah, right. nice Dustin. Yeah, okay. Dustin is all now right, on I'll the go ground. Down there. <laughs> oh, that's actually it's nice to not have a sixty-five pound fur boulder on my in my lap anymore. All right, let's talk you about have a name. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Destin, it's your turn. All right. Sit over here. Oh boy. All right. Should we leave? Uh... <laughs> we should probably leave. <laughs> Marty, you're in the queue too, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Wait your turn. Scorpio. Get, get us out of here. <laughs> Let's just end the show now. Oh it's, boy. It's going really poorly. Oh great. We should have stopped after the heartfelt Maggie part. Yeah, yes. we, we would nice for once. We and would have ended on a high note. So anyway, the Scorpio yeah. uh, tech specs allegedly revealed Digital yeah. Foundry got their hands on a technical white paper, and here's the short version of what they were able to learn. Do you want to read it, Ryan? Yeah. So uh, the Digital Foundry guys at Eurogamer, whose entire niche, which is a wonderful niche that they carve out, is just analyzing. You know, they, they do a lot with like frame rate testing and image quality in games. Well, they they uh, got their hands on a white paper, which is sort of a technical spec document. Mm-hmm. For Scorpio, dated July of 2016, so right after the E3 reveal. The thing is, a lot of people have been asking me, "Oh, is it? It's probably changed since then, right?" Like, yeah. it's not really how hardware works. Yeah. It, it has to be taped out and really set way, way in advance. It's not saying it can't, like it's impossible to change. It could, but uh, I mean, the the Xbox 360 famous story. They doubled the RAM from 256 mm-hmm. megs to 512 very late, late in the game. But odds are. This document that uh, Digital Foundry got a hold of was accurate. So we didn't learn any sort of huge revelations, but we learned that it's got four times the L2 cache, which is a good thing on the processor department. Delta color compression, I can't tell you what that is. That's that's open. Oh, the DCC? Uh, it's Delta the D- Squad? The D- yeah, the, yeah, the DCC. Uh, that's a Gears of War reference. Yeah. Um, but we also learned that, uh, and it does look like the system's got 12 gigs of RAM, which is what was sort of speculated, that it, it can also and will have a... Uh, a, a rendering technique very, very similar, if not practically identical, to the checkerboarding technique that the PS4 Pro uses to um, – what's the, what's the nice way to say this, Marty, without without fanboys getting riled up to – it's not native 4K, but it is a – Upscale? It is kind of an upscale. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's a really like it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks great when you do it. And uh, we learned that it's there's no ES RAM, which is sort of the that's like the big probably the biggest hardware differentiator between the PS4 and Xbox One, which are extremely similar architecturally otherwise, whereas the PS4 has 8 gigs of uh, GDDR5, faster memory. The Xbox One has GDDR3, but then this little 32 big, 32 meg cache of ES RAM, which is the super fast RAM, but it has to be, you know, it's got its advantages and disadvantages. So that, that is apparently absent. Wow. Uh, or presumably absent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say definitively because it, yeah. but it's, it's, it, there's no mention I, of it. I don't know what most of that means, but this thing sounds full blown next gen to me and I know <laughs> nothing. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> Uh, do we <laughs> do we know how Digital Foundry got their hands on? Uh, I don't know if he said. I did watch Richard Ledbetter's video, but uh, I don't remember if he said how he got it. But he was able to verify its its okay. authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I what, give you an opening. I know. Yeah, I appreciate sorry, you. I just wanted to ask that question first. <laughs> what uh, what all this boils down to? Uh, so then, yeah, you had Ori and, the Ori in the Blind Forest, one of their who developers, actually knows stuff. Who actually knows things? This guy uh, Thomas Mailer. He posted on NeoGAF saying Scorpio is, quote, full-blown, a full-blown next-gen machine. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. <laughs> but really, but, you know, the, in, in kind of the discussion of this, I, again, I watched uh, Digital Foundry's video because I know a little bit about tech things, but not even a tenth of what they know. Mm-hmm. And they did their video, I thought, did a really good job of explaining it. Mm-hmm. And it really sounds to me like uh, the, the, the sort of takeaway that he had was – that this is probably based off of the same AMD Jaguar CPU architecture uh, rather than there's the newer, sort of the next-gen version of that is the Ryzen, the Zen. So it looks like it's not the new the new Zen. But it's not the Ryzen? It, it appears to not be. That's confusing because that New Horizons video that we saw advertises that it's being AMD and Ryzen together. That was like there was a screenshot taken at... Right, CES, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so yeah. that's odd. So again, maybe that it's possible that's changed. Remember, this this is from yeah, July of last true. year, so it is possible it's changed. But I think the greater point that my takeaway from this, from reading some of the discussion and looking at it myself, and I want to see what you guys think, it seems that maybe on paper this thing, the Scorpio, is going to be a little bit closer to a PS4 Pro Pro than a than a full on Xbox Four. Mm-hmm. That's and I know I'm already going to get hate tweets and and comments for just saying How that. How dare you say pro pro <laughs> and also but, Xbox Four? But I think whether that's true or not, what I think is important. Something I've been thinking about a little while. I think people need to sort of m- properly manage their expectations for what Scorpio is going to be. Yeah. I, also, just towards in everything general, in general. In general, but I, I know I've witnessed it, and I'm sure you guys have too. That. You know the Xbox, the the failings and mistakes of of Microsoft with the Xbox One around its launch and leading up to its launch were, are well documented at this point. And you know the console went from number one in North America and to to you know a distant worldwide number two now. And I think Scorpio has been this almost people are looking at it to figure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They're looking at it as the thing that puts uh, Xbox ahead in terms of tech and hardware, so they really want that. And I think that it's just a brand loyalty thing. It is. It yeah. absolutely is. But I just think it's important to uh, to understand that it, it this is just going to be a faster Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to 
Probably it's probably not going to change your life. I mean, they straight up said at E3 that the these they're not going to be new games for this. Like right. The, the games that you buy and play on Scorpio, you're going to be able to buy and play on your launch Xbox One. So that's yeah. I mean, what you said of it being more akin to a pro pro as opposed to a full blown you know leap into a next gen system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you, what I always expected, yeah, but I, totally. I still, you know, we've spoken about it a million times, but still totally have my hopes up that it's going to bring VR to Xbox. That, I, maybe you should not be thinking that because I'm so excited about the idea of it that I should just dial it back. What but did I won't say about tempering back. expectations? <laughs> but VR. You guys are all saying that I'm not going to heed any of your advice. I'm going to continue to be overly optimistic about this. I think this is a big bet for Microsoft and, uh, I'm playing devil's advocate partially, but, uh, I, I'm really excited about it. Until I see that box, I know when I see that box, I'm gonna be. That's when I'm gonna get really, really hopeful about the future of yeah. Xbox. Uh, and uh, uh, when a dev is saying this thing's full blown next gen, um, I mean, he's probably accessing it for the first time and being like, "Oh my god, look at all these resources I have available." Man, I've been developing for this other platform, the PS4 Pro. Well, they they, no, have they haven't, or he's just on Xbox. I'm. Sh- I'm sure they know people who's worked on the PS4 Pro sure. yeah. and the limitations there but, versus the Scorpio. I'm, I'm going to stay excited. I mean, there's not limitations on the Pro. Like the Pro is currently the most powerful piece of hardware on the market, right? Of yeah. the PC. But I think that's not hardware. I don't Console. care about that. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not real. <laughs> but um, you know, here's what I worry about with with the Xbox community and and Scorpio is kind of the the No Man's Sky effect yeah. where. No Man's Sky and Scorpio both announced very early with sort of pretty high level details only. Like here's what here's what we're going yeah. for, and then over the long stretch of time before they finally released, there's this people build up this idea of what they think it is, and and this ideal of what it what it could be, where and then the final product. I mean, just. Can't in this in this case, No Man's Sky didn't anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's a fine game, it's not a great game. But I worry that that's happening with people with Scorpio, where they've built it up to be because yeah. because Microsoft's whole thing is, and they're not lying when they say it's the most powerful console ever made. Yeah. It will be. Mm-hmm. But I worry that that just and they did say six teraflops, but it's you know we don't know what six teraflops looks like yeah. on a screen. I just worry that people are going to. They're setting themselves up for a letdown when this is a really good console, but not a total generational leap that a lot of people, I think, are wanting I feel like the No Man's Sky parallel doesn't quite work because there was miscommunication in the marketing of that, right? That's fair. They promised things that didn't end up happening and potentially never could have happened. It was just – they didn't have PR, you know? It was was – yeah. Badly, okay. I badly mean, agree. And all Xbox is saying is, hey, this will be the most powerful home right. console. Right. And, and so on that, I don't feel like. By a significant margin. Yeah, I don't feel like too many people are being um, overly excited about it uh, in that, you know, I mean, we don't know anything about it. We want it to be a really good console. We want it to run games really well. But I feel like, like, I haven't seen anyone comment that they think this is going to be the best thing ever made or that ever will be I mean, made. I, not, I, I, I have. I have. Okay. The, the fact of the matter is, like, <laughs> none of these things matter. To me, because none of these things will make a bad game good, it will make a good game better. Right. But the fact of the matter is, all I care about is how are the games going to be. You're a hundred percent right, Marty, and that's why yeah. E3 is so important for yeah, Microsoft. Totally. They need to come out of that gate swinging. Yeah. I guess my point is to, you're, I agree with you about the No Man's Sky thing. Maybe it's not the best comparison, but I guess my point is, Microsoft 
they calculated the pros and cons of announcing so early yeah. at E3 last year, where they knew they weren't going to be able to give full details, and that, you know they knew there were there were advantages to that and disadvantages to announcing so early. But I just worry that the the fact that they they have only offered a few vague rough details uh, that 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 plus time in some sort of math equation equals inflated expectations. It's the watchdog's one effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously E3 will will reveal a lot more, but um, I just think people should be prepared for this to be a nice upgrade, but not any sort of savior that's going to magically turn the Xbox into the number one selling console in the world. Maybe it will, but, you know, it's... uh, it's it'll it's going to be an upgrade, but just watch I mean, check your expectations of how much it's really it's, going to. It's three shows, software moves hardware, so it's going to be all about the games. Yeah, and I mean you're effectively pushing a common sense culture, <laughs> like just you know don't be overexcited. We, we, I don't think we allow that in today's society anymore. That's <laughs> no, there's but, no room uh, for that. Yeah. yeah, I mean I'm excited about it, but not in a way that I think that I can be disappointed about it because everything that I know is based off of things that we've seen and in that trailer. Like, I definitely don't think I'm going to be disappointed in any way, but I'm also, yeah, I didn't expect it to be Xbox One and then I didn't expect it to replace the Xbox One. So, right. But I've, I'm, I've, I've seen a lot of commentary online from those some of those Xbox diehard faithful that really are sort of pinning a lot of their hopes on mm. on this being I think you know, it's going to be the best thing awesome. ever. That's kind of what I'm like. I'm like maybe people should be allowed to be excited. Like, no, it's it's it not is. that at all. I, I feel like just saying totally I just I see the backlash coming. Yeah. That's I yeah. I can see it on the horizon. Yeah. Like, like if just, you don't want the no man's sky effect, you don't want people to get too excited and then hate this thing. Like exactly. I get, I get that. Yeah. I want it to be I want to see Scorpio's release be a celebratory fun event and not a oh, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be, and I don't. I don't want it to see it see it ruined and turned into a negative. Mm-hmm. I, I get I get where you're coming from. I trust Phil. I don't trust the people who were there before, and uh, they've kind of cleaned house. And I trust the people in charge right now to give us good stuff because they've that's all they've done since they've taken over is improve. That's true. So well, I'm I mean, very hopeful for the Scorpio and excited about it. I mean, I wasn't here for the whole you know scale bound discussion. It got canceled. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, about uh, that. The yeah. collector's edition is but, not coming with a dragon. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, but I will say on the plus side, if if this white paper does sort of indicate that it's it's based on the same architecture, but you know, pumped way up, that does make it more probable that it hits that three ninety nine price point that we've discussed yeah. the the importance of. I again to reiterate, I just I don't think being I don't care how powerful it is. Given Microsoft's position in the market relative to their competitor, they cannot sell this thing for a dime over three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I think it's doesn't matter how powerful it is. Yeah, they especially when at that time a PS four will probably be half the price of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the Scorpio note, Phil Spencer came out and uh, threw a little threw a little gas on the hype fire this week. <laughs> With riotous, <laughs> well, yeah, he should maybe not do that. <laughs> well, you know, he's just being excited about the thing he's just thinking. committing arson. <laughs> yeah, he's. <laughs> I've worked, fine. I've worked on this for five years. Yeah. I'm allowed, he's allowed to be a luxury. He uh, took awesome. to Twitter by saying, "Great day, Scorpio update with the team. Played my first games on early Scorpio unit. Games played great. Console looked right. Proud of the team." 
Destin? That's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, react, uh, excited uh, man. Yeah. In Phil, we trust, like, uh, the guy knows what he's doing and he hasn't let us down yet. He's continued to improve, improve and iterate on, uh, ideas and i i can't wait to see what the scorpio has you think uh games he says games played great do you think he played that game that you've played crackdown three yes you played crackdown three <laughs> i don't know if you've heard the third but crackdown? i have uh, they tweeted about it a few days ago about playing the latest build or something and uh yeah that was pretty fun sounds made up yeah the community manager actually i found the sega version of crackdown when i was in chicago and i took a picture of it and i'm like man this took a weird direction and mm-hmm. uh, the community manager said he played it and it plays great I also played it in case people didn't know that. <laughs> the Sega version of Crackdown? What? There was a Sega arcade game called Crackdown. Oh. It's like a totally separate thing. It's totally different. Yeah. yeah. Go figure. Make them my dumb jokes. So, uh, what does that- console looked right mean, do you think? Well, he must have had it sitting in an entertainment center. He means the hardware itself. Like, I feel like that's a strange thing to say. Console looked right. Which is also weird because I doubt it looks good now. I imagine it's just like an ugly box currently. I don't well, know about that. Remember, even... there there were those uh, there were those zebra uh, camouflaged units of the yeah. Xbox One that were that were out. Oh God, don't really, look like really, that. Really, <laughs> but you know, but it was the final yeah. box design. It's just yeah, yeah I guess the same. The fit yeah. and finish. Also, I saw for the first time a PS4 Pro dev unit, and it looks so cool. <laughs> really, <laughs> I was like, I want that in my house. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's got like claws or something. Yeah, usually dev units look like horrifying. This is like sleek, metallic, shiny. I I remember uh, the PS3 dev unit is like, it's almost like a server rack. Yeah. Like it's it's very, you know, it's a PC. No non sexy looking thing, but it like, it does look like it could launch nukes. Some of us think server racks are very sexy. Don't kink shame. I really like those uh the Xbox One units that they gave to the engineers, I think it was, that with the white controller that said uh I made, I made this. this. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah, such a sweet great. thing to I mean, do. And that are they I don't know if there's still a white one on sale. There was the Sunset Overdrive white one. Sunset Overdrive, yeah. I don't know if there's any if there are any white Xbox ones still actively on the market. Probably being pushed out by the uh Xbox One S at this point. That's true. Yeah. Of course, you're right. But we'll see. Uh the only question now is are we going to see this thing at a Scorpio event before E3, or are they going to hold it for a huge, you know, quote-unquote, let's win E3 kind of blowout? E3, then they do a tour across the United States. Well, that's what we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and we came to that idea of, yeah, they should. that's how they should do a Xbox experience. Mm-hmm. Is Roadshow. Do it in yeah. September. Yeah. Have it be the first place that fans, you know, let fans come play the Scorpio before it's out. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think, like, VR, it's going to be a thing you have to sort of experience firsthand yeah i said united states because i live in the united states but it would be worldwide of course yeah canada (laughs) that's right uh and also i gotta figure if phil if phil's saying that the you know talking about the box looking right and the playing you know playing games on there i would assume that if dev if dev kits proper dev kits scorpio kits haven't gone out they are very soon yeah so yeah um although yeah. I, I mean i would imagine especially for them wanting to hit third-party games as well yeah that's me soon yeah and i and i'm and i'm sure that developers are already operating off of you know pcs spec to yeah. you know an approximation of what of what scorpio is going to be but yeah i would I bet those those kits are going out mm-hmm. not out there already destin yeah pray let's talk about a game that will never let anybody down and be perfect Okay. Wow, you're really uh, Yike. There's a lot of objective excitement here. Huh? <laughs> wow, in total, a good mood. Today. Totally objective. Uh, I'm really excited about this new prey, and we found out today that it's coming out on May 5th. 
That's coming that up. That is awesome. Mm. I feel like we just learned about it, but I guess it was E3. E3 I mean, Bethesda yeah, are uh, doing really good stuff in that regard. Like, you know, obviously Fallout 4's release was a really impressive thing where they're like, hey, here's 40 minutes about what this is. Play it now. I really like this yeah. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And that May spot, uh, that's a really strong spot. Uh, that's sort Justice. of. Justice. Yeah. No, I mean, just May in general. It's, uh, they, that's where they released Wolfenstein. Uh, you know, we have Doom of, last yeah. year. Yeah, Doom last year. Um, yeah, I think it's good to sort of just get this out before E3. Um, in a way. Well, the only competition I can think of is Injustice. That's why I brought yeah, it. So up, but it's so separate. Yeah, I almost yeah. feel like and it's not competition. It's a week before. So. Yeah. They're going to be totally out of the way of also different the hype audiences, for that game. though. I think, like, yeah. I feel oh, like I agree. Separate. I agree, yeah. but I'm yeah. just thinking, what else is in May? That's big. Injustice, and that's all I can. Yeah, usually, Justice other other publishers have planted a May flag in the ground by now because May. Yeah, yeah, we're it's been a big month in the past. South Alan Park Wake, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a couple more games because uh, I think as of when Injustice date was revealed, it was the furthest date we had. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I imagine every week in May we'll probably get a pretty cool game. I'm pretty stoked about this game, seriously. Yeah, like, oh yeah, the psychological aspect of it and the fact that it's a space game. I like. Did, did you watch the new gameplay game trailer that accompanied that release date today? Not yet. Yeah, I, I took a look at it. It's it's very the art direction is very Bioshock, yeah. which is not a bad thing. And I, but every time I look at it, and this this isn't uh, the criticism. It's actually it makes me nostalgic inside it, th- those like black smoke monster type things yeah. remind me of the XCOM reboot that totally. never came out where yeah. you fought the black goo yeah. and even that game did anybody see that besides like press media so I, I mean there were there are videos out there oh, okay. of it, yeah. so it's you can go on YouTube and look at it but um even that game was Bioshocky yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like this yeah. is almost like that game finally coming out yeah and I love the like I don't know, for lack of a better term, playful aspect of it. Uh, almost reminds me a lot of Dishonored in terms of uh, it seems like you have so many tools and mechanics at your disposal. Yeah. Like, you guys the like way that. I play it, it's going to be so different than the way you guys play it. Yeah, I also, um, I love the space pots in Wolfenstein The New Order as well. Like, I kind of already know that they can do that really well. Like, I love mm-hmm. those parts of that game. So it's like having a whole game set in that kind of setting from the same dev is awesome. What's the difference? Wait, this is our- you mean Dishonored? No, this is Arcane. This is a different. No. Oh, yeah, Wolfenstein. Yeah, Machine, oh, so it's Machine Gun is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. It's Ar- Arcane Austin. Well, I already love them because Dishonored, so that's also good. Well, yeah, and, and it's funny. I, speaking of Wolfenstein and Dishonored, with, with Prey getting that May release date, and Wolfenstein was stealth teased at Bethesda's E3 conference last year in that, like, DOS yeah. prompt list that they had on the screen. Yeah. I would I would have to presume that Wolfenstein's probably their big fall game. Mm-hmm. I mean, or announced Evil Within Two. It's a possibility as yeah. well. But my what I'm hoping far enough away from like Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they do not try to ship Wolfenstein two in Q4. Yeah, putting it up against you know Call of Duty, Destiny two, Battlefront two, Assassin's Creed Egypt, Assassin's Creed Egypt. Oh, I hope Destiny two is this year. Yeah. That'd be an awesome it's, you know, holiday for me. I, I've talked about this before. I so appreciate, even though I, you know, I'm not a fan of Bethesda's obviously not sending out review copies and and really sort of shunning the media, but uh, I adore Bethesda for being a, more than any other publisher placing such an emphasis and a and a quality and a focus on making single player first person shooters. Mm-hmm. They're the only publisher 
that's really all in on it. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to see if the games are good, which they're up till now they have been. I want to see those do well so that we keep getting more of them. So I don't want to see Wolfenstein two get, uh, have suffer the same fate that Dishonored two did, which was, you know, a great single player first person game that ended up kind of getting killed in Q4 by all those, you know, franchise monsters that well, I also already wonder mentioned if a minute that ago. is in part related to um, the review embargoes or us not getting copies early because it, I, I mentioned this before, but it means the critical conversation isn't there. So yeah. People don't know to buy it. Like, yeah. I, I think that's part of it. I don't know how much of it. I think that's, that I think really that's has, a small part of it, honestly. I, I, yeah. I, I, I really think it, Q4 is. That's when everybody that's buying games, that's buying one, two, or three games a year is buying games, is Q4. That's your, you know, Grand Theft Auto every five years, Call of Duty every year, uh, you know, all those games we just mentioned too. And I just think that when, when those, and let's, I don't mean it as a, as a, a negative term, but let's just call them casual buyers. When those casual gamers are coming looking for their shooter every year, Yeah. yeah, they're, they're not, as forgiving and enthusiastic about a single player only shooter. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, they want that full package. Yeah. They want that multiplayer. Uh, so that's, that's why I, I think that's a big reason why Dishonored, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying a multiplayer mode itself would have helped Dishonored. I just think that game needed to not be in the fourth quarter, but. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I really just hope that if Wolfenstein 2 is this year, uh, Maybe they'll end up doing like a February March thing, 2018. But yeah. I, I, want, I hope it's just like it's August, you know, where it can get out when the market is still ready to bear and 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 embrace a single yeah. player first person yeah, shooter. I yeah, I get that. Yeah, and before uh, before people spend their money on things like uh, you know Red Dead and Call of Duty, and that Mario, too. Red Dead, the other and, yeah. Call, and yeah. Destiny. Red Dead, that's right. We've, that's going to be the the meteor impact. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be crazy. Maybe they were just like, well, let's just not release in that window, and they pick next year or something. Hopefully, yeah. I just like I said, I want to see those. Assuming it's a good game like its predecessor was, I want to see it do well so that we keep getting. Single player focus. Yeah, shooters. but I mean that's the problem for any publicly traded company is that you need to uh, appease your stockholders and release games in fiscal quarters, even yeah. if that means something I'm out to die. <sighs> not always. Like, I mean, you can't have Baron. Capcom it, back in their sort of 360 heyday was good about never shipping anything in, in the, the in fourth quarter. They yeah. knew just they stayed away yeah. from it. And they did like that's they did well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead Rising, Lost Planet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not impossible. I guess it's it is there is that business side to it of managing your your investors' expectations. But also, I think they have very different stakeholders. You know, companies that uh, come from different countries. So I feel like there's a lot of different influence there. But um, on that note, do you think that Bethesda would try, like aside from Quake, I suppose, to uh, make a big multiplayer game that would fit in the competition of the end of the year? I mean, they have, yeah, they have their their sort of Quake seemingly free-to-play thing. Yeah, but I I feel like they're not pushing that very hard. I would would assume that's going to be... I would... My guess, I don't want to say assume, I would guess that, that Quake Champions is a summer game. Like, cause they can, that's, that's gonna be for a hardcore niche crowd on PC. Playable thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll bet you, I'll bet you they, that's like, that could be that QuakeCon. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Bethesda, uh, they've tried multiplayer and stuff like, uh, ESO seemingly didn't hit super hard mm-hmm. and no one really talked about the snack maps or whatever the <laughs> doom thing is. Snack, snack maps. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, 
it, it's an interesting uh, lineup that they have right now. And I'm, yeah, the, guessing the dates is uh, pretty fascinating. But yeah. you're right. I, I love Wolfenstein The New Order. Uh, I really hope that Wolfenstein 2 gets a release date that encourages more people to buy it. And but at least at least pray is that's the good news out of all yeah. this. Pray and yeah. pray in May is pray in May. Gonna, I think that's going to go well for them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, play dead. Yeah, they did. What? <laughs> for about a month, and then they teased the new game. That was pretty good. You saved it. Yeah, that was. <laughs> put that in the end of end of, end of the year highlight reel. <laughs> Destin Legary. Yeah, play dead. Makers of Inside and Limbo, they are already teasing their next project a little bit. Yeah. And I do mean a little bit. They tweeted an image uh, of concept art saying just about here's what they're working on. And it is a boy who appears to be wearing an astronaut helmet dragging his parachute, his his deployed parachute, Mm -hmm. through a desert while in the background there's like a falling comet or something streaking Mm -hmm. through the sky towards the horizon behind him. Uh, salt. Thank you. I will take it now. All right. Enjoy playing that when you are 30. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to for a while, but that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of tempered expectations, <laughs> sell it to me now. That's No, you're right, though. It's like, I, and that's... Uh, yep, we trust you implicitly. I know that... Give us your game. They they teased in what the game that would be inside, like, four years early, but it was because they had to... Disclose like, something for a government agency, like that's why that art had gotten oh, out there. Remember that, that yeah. Mitch wrote that huh. story up yeah. for IGN. What was it like a, a the kid right and the logo? Mm-hmm. And that no, was no, it. wasn't the logo. It was, it was just the kid. Yeah. The it was like a, sort of the color palette. Yeah, yeah, it was a scene from the early part of it. Yeah, yeah. What, what would be? But it was totally early. like, yep, that was that's straight out of the game. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it led me to wonder, like, why when they just shipped inside six, seven months ago. Why would they be putting out concept art? Slide of hand. When we know, like, it's, there's, unless they triple in size overnight, yeah. there's no way that game's out in less than, like, four years. Probably, yeah. probably more than that. What if it's, you have it, you have it this year? You have it, it's definitely not this year. You have it written down here, uh, that this is, might be distraction from the sort of, uh, you can take credit no, for it. No. Monty Rush is there for discussion uh, purposes. Uh, yeah, but there's... You can be like, I, had the, I was thinking about this, Ryan. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah but there's a uh, now public rift uh, in the company between yeah. uh, the two co-founders, uh, Dino Patti, who is leaving the company due to uh, just drama, creative differences, the fact that they weren't him and uh, uh, Arndt Jensen, who are the two founders of the company, just didn't speak for the last couple of years Years of development on yeah, the side. That's uh, fascinating. Yeah, and the company just sort of splintered. And, and it's amazing that that game's so good. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I don't know. It reminds me of like Oasis, where like those two brothers are just awful monsters to each other, <laughs> but just released like one of the best albums of the nineties. Um, yeah. So I mean, it could be like, hey, look at this. Have faith in us. We're fine. You know, even though half the company or half the heads of the company are leaving. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I, I think that's. Doesn't it have to be at least in some small way? A, if not a distraction in the fake news sense, but in the in the just sort of, hey, no, look, everything's fine. It's going to be fine. Check it out. We're working on a new thing. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of wondering if because of the success, uh, even just the critical success of Inside, that maybe um, Microsoft would give them a bunch of funding to hire more people for a studio to pump out more games. They should. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Yeah. I also very much wonder if they want that though. Probably not. 
Like, but, uh, I mean, with uh, the, maybe that's part of what the creative differences were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, Art, like, I don't think he does interviews, right? Like, none of very them. Not, yeah. <laughs> he's very private. I met him before Limbo came out briefly, and it's like, can we interview you? And he's like, no. Yeah. And uh, I never saw him again after that, like never at a show or anything like that. So I think he's just a private person. Yeah, yeah it could just so be like a strange company. A bunch of money and a new team might be pretty weird for him. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, Dino, as you mentioned, Marty, ended up ended up being not like forced out, forced out, but kind of. Yeah. Like, like, I think it was, the, if I remember this right, the government there stepped in and yeah. said, okay, Here's what it's going to be. Yeah, and again, there's no like uh, sort of like the rock star uh, Benzie's situation. Like, there's always the three sides of everything. Absolutely, side, her side and the truth. And so you don't really, we don't know what was going on behind closed doors here. But yeah, uh, Dino Patty walking away with seven point two million dollars in exchange for his forty nine percent of the company. That rough. seems low to me. That I would think Play Dead after two critically, incredibly critically acclaimed games and. Limbo definitely have sold a lot. Yeah, just cumulatively overall, its platforms. platforms. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we never saw like any milestones for Inside. Whereas, like, we got the milestone for Firewatch. Uh, we never got that for Inside. So I don't know if it just didn't hit that, or if you know, I could totally imagine this developer not wanting to flaunt sales numbers. Yeah, they don't say much of anything. No. The departure could have also just been uh, agreed to before the release or something like that. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. And then Inside did well. and That's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's true. And the yeah. only uh, – yeah, I mean one of the plus sides of this is is sort of like we've talked about with uh, Irrational, like the, the one bright side of Irrational sort of falling apart. Well, not falling apart, but laying off a majority of its staff is that they end up going elsewhere and sort of cross-pollinating different studios and forming new studios. So mm-hmm. if this means that we now have – Two studios that sort of carry those those core elements of what Limbo and Inside were, then that's good for us. That's a that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wonder. It'll be interesting to see if if Dino ends up starting a new studio and hires away half of the ten of the twenty developers that they have at Play Dead now. Who knows? But yeah. uh, I would, you know, there could also be non compete clauses, and you can't hire any of my guys. Or I also imagine at this point that every AAA developer is trying to reach him and be like, "Hey, true, you come to Ubisoft. Probably. But if you come here, you know, I can't imagine him at Ubisoft. Rockstar should hire him. Yeah. Give him a hundred million dollar budget on a game. See what happens. I like the idea of like him <laughs> talking about games the way he talks about inside of like, hey, we want to record the audio for uh, GTA Six inside a human skull. Yeah. Are you guys fine with that? And see what the Housers say. To that. They would say yes. That's, that's the crazy thing. They're like they don't. That if it's in the if it's in the name of creative, I want to know what a Rockstar liberty. indie game is. I would like a Rockstar downloadable that. game. Uniracer, Uniracer, yeah. Uniracer. Yes, Uniracer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. I would play it. Damn it, Marty! Uniracer. You had to say that. Now yeah. that now that has to yeah. happen. That's fine. Well, what if we just got GTA Five single player DLC? That'd be cool. That'd be great. You never get that. I wouldn't be holding That's my fine. breath at this point. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> it's nice to want things. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, finally, this week. Two new Xbox One S bundles. I just wanted to mention real quick because they're not sexy, but they are good deals. Both uh, there's a Halo Wars 2 Ultimate Edition bundle and a Forza Horizon 3 bundle. The one terabyte machines with Xbox One yes. S's in there, uh, three fifty. So that's a nice deal for your. I mean, you're effectively getting the game free. And in, in Halo Wars 2's case, you both it's the Ultimate Edition and like yeah. the season pass or yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that if uh, if you're looking to upgrade, maybe you. I mean, I know there are people that listen to this show that 
don't have Xboxes yet, and maybe you know if you're if you're thinking about it, a couple couple good deals to be had right there. Mm-hmm. Best and Legary. Yeah. How can people spend their money this week in you the world can, of Xbox? You can get Resident Evil Seven Biohazard at retail. Uh, that is a game we, where you try and find the Resident Evil of, in a house and oh no, it well, finds find you. you very quickly. Yeah, very, they find you. Yeah, within, <laughs> yeah. within moments. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about that game a little bit? Please. That game rules. Uh, I mean, I've played the same exact chunk twice now, so um, I feel like I've already spoken about it. Oh, uh, but I guess we don't have embargoes now. No. It's great. Say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> it's a very I good video it. game. Yeah. Uh, the boss fights are ridiculous and over the top and fun while also being quite tough. Mm-hmm. Um, inventory management, weird, quirky puzzles. Uh, yeah. I love it. it. Despite but, the fact that it's such a paradigm shift in terms of going to first person, uh, it's so much feels like the original Resident Evil mm-hmm. in terms of tone, in terms of uh, sort of the, the texture of the setting, uh, like you said, inventory management, uh, ammo management, uh, the puzzle design, enemy design. I think also the layout of the setting yeah. uh, really reminds me of RE1 in that you kind of start in this enclosed area and then as you unlock doors, things just sort of link together and then you realize how big this area actually yeah. is and, and you can get through it. Through little passages. Uh, yeah, and it's almost like Dark Souls where you get, you're like, oh man, I am so far away from home. And then all of a sudden you unlock an elevator that takes you right back to the Firelink Shrine. And yeah. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. This is how this game works. Yeah. yeah. But by the time we launch this, we'll be playing it in uh, VR on IGN Live. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. guys can probably watch that VOD. But, yeah, uh, Marty and I also played the first um, two, hours. two hours yesterday. Yeah. On YouTube. Yes, I, that's on YouTube now. I played about the first three hours uh, in VR and uh, just with a PS4. And uh, for people that are wanting to experience it that way, I definitely recommend the pro. How far, because, how far did you get? If I'm, uh, I got like, to the part the where you're, you're hiding from the lady. Okay, yeah. And it's like, hide behind stuff. And that bothered me because it was annoying. Uh, I like the game, and I saw where you guys got yesterday. You guys got further than I did, or at least you were showing stuff further in. And uh, it, it opens up after that, it seems like, like mm-hmm. into more scary things. I wasn't that scared. There were a few times it got me. I think it's all that scary. Um, yeah. I was really hoping for a really good scary game, like where I, I have to stop. See, I'm happy it's not. I mean, yeah. I did have to stop it uh, one certain boss fight because I just found the no- frustrated. I, no, 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 I wasn't frustrated. I was I've, anxious uh, okay. because I was being followed in an enclosed space. Oh yeah, one of the fights with Jack that just like I wasn't scared. I was just like I really need to stop playing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it has a good atmosphere and it has a, some effective jump scares. It's not. Yeah, I, I, I don't like have like a sense a, of dread playing it or anything. No, yeah. I like it as an adventure game. Do you yeah. guys recommend that I continue in VR or just play it normal? I, I haven't, haven't played, played it in VR. VR. I'm, yeah. I, I, despite the fact that a lot of people playing in VR say, are saying that that's their favorite way to play it, I don't yeah. really have a desire to play it in VR. I, wanna, I, I don't really want yeah. to be there. I want to ask an Xbox-related question to this because I, I watched Chloe's video review yeah. and then I tweeted it out. And some of the responses I got made me think, like, uh, is is it fair to say that, that it's kind of – is it a little condemned-ish? Yeah. Like if you want to dial, you know, go all the way back to Xbox 360 launch, you, actually, you know, kind of first person, person melee, kind of a little, Finding a little hard around and unlocking. I yeah, guess. a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. I, I love condemned. Yeah, I think it. Uh, yeah, it feels like a little. It has a little bit of condemned. It has a little bit of PT. Just a little bit of like how horror has evolved in the past twenty years since the series has started. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it makes sense as a 2017 Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. It's it's up to date. Um, yeah. But it also has a lot of really nice throwbacks to all the stuff in the series. Yeah. But at the same time, to anyone who isn't familiar with Resident Evil, I think this is a great place to stop. So I feel yeah. like it's perfect also, for everyone. You know, we, we, we've... Uh 
definitely been critical of some of the decisions Capcom has made over the past couple of years on the show, but like kudos to them for taking a risk and, and sort of really revitalizing yeah, a series yeah, that so many of us have written off. Yeah. I'm yeah, so credit glad. where credit's due, for sure. I'm so glad they totally changed direction with where Resident Evil was and tried this new thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it seems new. You say it's more of an homage to the first one. But uh, for me, I'm just like, okay, I can get reinvested in this franchise mm-hmm. because it's new for everybody. Like, nobody knows who these enemies are or this main character is. Really. Yeah, that's true. So um, uh, it's nice to come in there and not have to, like, read up. On the sure. It doesn't sort of have baggage yeah. like a new Kingdom Hearts game has, yeah. where it's like, man, if I haven't, if Who's I haven't put in the nine saw? games, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also think uh, it it's good for people who have played it before. I mean, I kind of touched on this, but there's so many things that, well, without any spoilers, there are references to the other games. Mm-hmm. So that is a thing that happens later in the game. But I don't think um, if you don't pick up on them, it's going to make any difference to your yeah, game. yeah. I'm trying not to spoil it, but yeah. Uh, I'm happy though. Uh, I think I'm going to continue playing a little bit more to see if it, it uh, kind of hooks me more, but uh, I did enjoy the first, first few hours. Yeah. I'm stoked to play the rest. I just think it's also really odd how their marketing made it look so much like Outlast when it really is Resident Evil and people were angry about it. Like, I feel like that's just such an like odd Outlast? choice. Oh, okay. well, all the camera, the VHS stuff. Yeah. It really, they made it look like a really different game to what it is, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why. It's a strange choice. Mm hmm. Oh, we like it. That's the we sh- like it like a lot. Yeah, Good. tons. What else is out there, Destin? All right, so digital, we have Metro Racer Four for Moto Racer. Moto Racer. Very different. I also am uh, can't read. Uh, uh, do you yeah. like uh, the Moto Racer series? Yeah, big fan. Uh, one of the first games I ever played was Motor Racer. Sure. The assembly is also. I remember that story. The assembly is also available for twenty dollars. Metrico Plus, fourteen dollars. Anybody know what that is? Yeah, it's a two D platformer. Okay. Cool art. There's Toby, The Secret Mind, $10, and I Am Bread for $13. Toby, The Secret Mind. The game sounds stupid. Don't name your game. You have Toby, a problem with Toby, Toby, The Secret Mind, and not with I Am Bread? No, bread's, bread rules. Do you ever have a sandwich before? No. If you could change one letter in the Toby game, if you could turn that into Toby, The Secret Mime, I'd be interested. Ooh, me too. Wow. Yeah, right? I'd right? That. What's a secret mime? Exactly. Yeah. You'd want to know. It's amazing. This isn't a typo? <laughs> at the marketplace, uh, there's going to be a new system update that's going out to Inside members very soon. Yeah, Insider members, and and this I don't have it on my system yet. Uh, I'm oddly not in the program, but it is it's it speeds things up. The they really are getting back to the the Xbox 360 guide button functionality. You know, we we saw that kind of come back where you had to double tap. Now it's single tap, and apparently it really just flies right in. It's a lot quicker. And the the progressive uh, rolling back to the Xbox 360 dashboard that the Xbox One so desperately needs yeah. continues. And I mean, kudos to you know Mikey Barra and the the platform team for just continuing to whittling it, whittling hone it you know hone it based it, on yeah. feedback. And, and there are a bunch of uh, bugs. Like when I was installing Resident Evil, I had to put in one code to get the game and then one code to unlock the game. Because right. It was well, that's how. Released. Yeah. That, it, that's it turned my console off. Oh, I was really? trying to put the second code in, console turned off. Uh, when I had Gears of War 4, I tried to launch it, turned my console off. Redeeming codes is a little strange. Like if you it's do it online, redeeming codes, yeah. if you do it online too, sometimes they don't redeem, especially if it's uh, like a beta or something. Yeah, like and that. a lot of the time I'll try and like press the button to launch the code input, and it just won't open for a couple of minutes. Like it's there's a lot of really yeah. odd things there, but they are fixing but stuff one by one. They think about it. 
remember what it looked like on November 22nd, 2013 compared yeah, to what it is now. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I also still love that you can customize the color. I love that way too much. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so games with gold. World of Van Helsing Death Trap, January 1st to 31st. That's on Xbox One. Yep. Killer Instinct Season 2 Ultra Edition. That's January on now. Yep. 16th to 15th. Uh, you may have missed The Cave. Cave's over. That was January 1st to 15th. Uh, Rayman Origins is still there, though. That's the 16th to 31st on 360 and 1. And then moving forward to February Games with Gold, we have Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Thank you, that- Good. Thank you, it sounds good. Yeah. Available from February 1st, 28th. It's very fun co-op game. Project Cars Digital Edition. That is the 16th to March 15th. Monkey Island 2 Special Edition, February 1st to 15th. On Look behind you, Destin, a three-headed monkey. Oh, my goodness. Star Wars That's The Force Unleashed. The uh, I actually dig The Force Unleashed, so uh, check this First one out. First one's good. It's available February 16th to 28th on the 360 and Xbox One. Uh, it's a decent game. It's really fun. You get to mess around with a lot of Force powers. Uh, it's not a masterpiece by any means, but uh, it has a pretty cool story that uh, you'll enjoy if you're a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Probably not canon anymore. Absolutely yeah. not canon anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Our Unlock Block trivia this week comes to us from Joe. It's Joe. Joe. Cool. What up, Joe? He asks... Uh, by the way, he says, love the show, especially Destin. That's so kind of you, Joe. Thank you. Joe asks, which... Is this you, Destin? Hey, yeah, it's me. <laughs> which of these well-regarded original Xbox games that for one reason or another never received a sequel sold the most copies on Xbox? So which of the following four original Xbox games sold the most? And I'm just going to trust his numbers here. Got it. Uh, he did not provide the source of them. But was it Blinks the Time Sweeper, our friend, Kitty Cat? <laughs> Brute Force, Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge, or Voodoo Vince. Uh, which one do you guys think sold best back in the day? I'm torn between two, but I think I know which one I'm going to go with. This is hard. I need to start bringing a pencil in here. So. Yeah, I don't know how we. I don't know how we keep doing that. It's, we're trustful people. And we're not great. We don't no, cheat. You're not, <laughs> those, none of those are true. What Marty? Mm. No, I, I know the answer. So you know, I will go third. Yeah. Uh, Alana, would you like to go first? No. <laughs> I really don't know. I'm going to guess Blinks. Okay. All right. Dustin? So I'm torn between Brute Force and Crimson Skies, but I'm going to go Crimson Skies. Marty? The best game of all these. I mean, I don't know what's... I don't know anything about sales, but I just know all the games except for Brute Force got sequels. So, Brute Force. Oh. Oh. Isn't that what What? No. Actually, uh, one of these got a sequel. Only one of these got a sequel. Hmm. Brute Events 2 did. Blinks did. No, Blinks had a sequel. Did it? Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. That is, that is. Isn't there a Crimson Skies determine- too? Whatever, I'm going with brute force, and I'm far less confident in it now. I think I just read the question wrong. Let's go. No, it's okay. It? Uh, all right, so wait, one more. It was. Uh, I said Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies. Blinks. Blinks and blinks. No, I said brute force. Brute force. Okay, good. This is everybody's. So, so everybody's uh, wrong. <laughs> no, it's plus zero. So Destin is on the board. It's Crimson Skies. Damn, I really. Uh, Joe, you rock. about that. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Blinks did get a sequel. Did. Didn't Nothing Crimson else Skies? did. No, Crimson Skies didn't. Never got. There has not been People another have been Crimson Skies. Talking game. about, please make a Crimson Skies two for the Scorpio. So that's why I went with that one. Mm. And like it was, was no really Vince well too? reviewed. And no, there's like, just the remaster coming. Oh dang! Actually, that's that's supposed to be out like this. Night. I thought there was a Voodoo. Vince I got to follow up on that when we get out of here because that game's supposed to be out soon. So good stuff. Thank you, Joe. And Destin is already on his way to a third consecutive 
Unlock block trivia trophy. Dynasty. I have to request that. Can we, can we start using some questions that, uh, I will be able to answer because I wasn't 12 when they happened? <laughs> Cause that'd be cool. You know what? It's, it's, we're not ageist on this show. It's oh, a, yeah. it's a level playing field. Is it? There, it, it is. I feel like we get a lot of original Xbox questions. I'm like, I was super right. young. I don't remember. If I win three years in a row, can I start giving the trivia questions? We probably should do it that way, actually. <laughs> Uh, okay, so if you would like to participate, maybe maybe throw something more recent in yeah. for our younger cast members. You can un, uh, you can email your just one Xbox related trivia question. Include four multiple choice answers. Please note the correct one and email it to unlocked at ign dot com. Wow, you said that very ign dot com. I'm out of I'm out of steam here. I'm hungry and. Oh yeah, I'm hungry too. Yeah, it's time. I have a meeting. It's time to end this. I think we're already kind of over. So, let's leave. Uh, IGN Prime. If you do not already subscribe, that is a nice way to not only support IGN but get yourself an ad-free IGN experience in the process. If you are curious about that, go to ign.com/slash/prime. It's thirty bucks per year of that. Destin, what are you up to? What should we be? Oh, actually, you just uh, you got a nice announcement here. Let's hear it. Wait, what? Yeah. He's pregnant. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, Babby and stomach. Do, you don't, don't want, want to? to announce that on the show? That's fine. Okay, well, yeah. then just tell us where we can find Not you. pregnant. So I stream every Tuesday and Thursday on twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. You can also find me on youtube.com slash the Destin channel. And, uh, yeah, so I that's every Thursday, that specific time at 8. Fantastic. Ryan, you threw me off my game. I apologize. I, I was, yeah. my, my, my heart was in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize for throwing you off uh, the game. Uh, I did launch a, a Patreon for something totally separate. And if that's what I was fishing on, that's you, what you I was going uh, for. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary to know more about that. Sounds good. Alana? I, I just wanted to say every single time that you say your YouTube and your Twitch, I get annoyed that you didn't call it the destination. He did that. Time. I have a separate channel called The Destination. Why would that's- you not have The Destination for everything? If my name was Destin, <laughs> I would overuse that so much. I'll tell you later. But there's, <laughs> oh, there's a reason? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Government's hung up in legal oh, right now. <laughs> right. Uh, do I have anything to plug right now? Don't think so. What have I been doing? Uh, we've been unboxing a bunch of collector's editions. We got an exclusive for For Honor, Ghost Recon Wildlands, some other stuff I can't talk about yet, um, and also a uh, awesome Breath of the Wild figure. Oh, that's um, why I saw that. It was so good. It's beautiful. Yeah, so that's up on IGN right now if you want to check those out. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Charlanazad. Marty, wake up. Finish strong. <laughs> uh, I'm on everything at Mick Biggity. Uh, we mentioned before, you can check out Alana and I's uh, two-hour Let's Play of uh, Resident Evil 6. Seven. Yeah. We're also just going to do Resident Evil 6. six. All right. No, not yeah. 6. Uh, the game sucks. Yeah, we're uh, also playing through Mass Effect still. So, yeah, we're uh, playing through Mass Effect. Uh, I think we're about halfway through now. We made... Uh, we got the week shattered, do you think? He's going to finish... We will finish, finish Mass Effect 1. one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll just take a couple days off beforehand and just power through. It's fine. Oh, but fine. also, I think those Let's Plays are very funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, hopefully yeah. you enjoy them. I think also. we're about halfway through the game. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway. We are. Yeah, for sure. I promise. Yeah. I'm getting there. All right. Uh, you, right can, you were on Pockets Full Soup. That was, was a long, really that was a long time. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We got emotional. If you uh, haven't seen it, uh, check out Jared Petty's podcast, uh, Pockets Full Soup. It's very good. Are you talking about your favorite soups? Mm-hmm. You were on the show. Did you just talk about soup? <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Are you, a, are you a Campbell's woman? Yes. Chicken? Chicken noodle? Yeah, I like a chicken tomato? noodle. Tomato? I like tomato soup. Yeah. I don't think... So we got in this argument. Do you eat soup or do you drink soup? You eat it. Thank you. Okay, so so far, uh, 
I am the only human being in the world who says drink. You can call it drink if you literally pull the thing up to your mouth and okay. drink it. But otherwise, it's eating. That's how I consume soup. And you're drinking the soup. <laughs> right. For more, find out next time. Oh, there's, no, we're not I, I talked about all the personal stuff that I'm working on. We didn't talk about February. We have some really big stuff coming to IGN, and you definitely yeah, want to happy Valentine's uh, Day. It'll be uh, yeah, next pregnant <laughs> next week, late next week. Stay tuned for that. Uh, late this week, though, another uh, the first uh, breakout teaser clip of Unfiltered. Unfiltered will go up full episode on Tuesday. That will be of interest to everyone. I hope not just fans of one platform or another. Uh, but yeah, shot two of them last week. You shot one of them. Mm-hmm. You were very kind to do so. Yeah. In a, in a very, never thought I'd shoot an interview in a room like that. Yeah. That was a real weird room. What? <laughs> Not that weird. Not that weird. It's just a weird place to have an interview, mm-hmm. I thought. A sex dungeon. That was immediately <laughs> what I thought of. <laughs> that, yeah. That's where your brains went. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's good it was to know. definitely a Wait, sex dungeon. I forgot the thing I'm actually proud of. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm not proud of any of our let's plays. Uh, the, as of, when, Wait, when does this go up? Never mind. Talk to you guys next week. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> go to IGN at 10.30 p.m. on Wednesday night. About. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And then, like I said, yeah, unfiltered, the January episode. We're coming in under the wire. It's good. The full episode posts on Tuesday. But Friday and Monday, we'll have sort of some breakout clips of some uh, fun little little snippets from that. And, yeah, IGN first will kick off next week. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. I hope so. It's going to be good. You definitely love it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I wonder what it could be. All right. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of that. Wait, we already teased it. I went to Japan and visited uh, Kojima Productions, and we have a little documentary about their awesome office, and we interviewed Kojima himself. Excellent. He made such video games as Zone of the Enders. That's and, a good game. And Boktai, which encouraged children Please. to go outside with their Game Boys. He's hmm. buddy, as, uh, as Alana Pierce pointed out on social media today. He is buddies with, he likes Mad with Mads Mikkelsen. He's tweeting pictures of him, and it's my favorite thing. They're just bros. They're hanging out. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's... They're wearing kimonos. I wonder if Mads Mikkelsen is, uh, like, unsettled by it. He's no, like, he really just like keeps taking photos yeah, of him. They're bros. That's, yeah, that's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I wish I... I mean, I am I agree with your tweet completely. I wish I had someone that... Tweet about you like, like that. that. That's... Yeah. I would love that in my life. That would be good. I'm sure Maggie would tweet about you if she could. If she had opposable thumbs. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> If she had opposable thumbs, that would make things a lot easier, actually. Yeah, but then dogs just, would take over the world. Just, like, get your I'm get your own so food. okay with that. <laughs> well, your, please take over the world. Let yourself out. No. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's end this before I get yelled at for being like before anything too. Else. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.